0: Have you ever wondered what it takes to be a great boss? Well, you're not alone, and I'm here to help you find the answers. I'm Talmar Anderson, and welcome to Rock Your Bossitude. On this podcast, we will be diving headfirst into the people side of business, because I firmly believe that's where the magic happens. Each episode will feature candid interviews with fellow bosses who have gone from small business owners to thriving CEOs. Plus, I'll share actionable training to help you rock your own journey. Whether it's your first hire or you simply want to enhance your own boss skills, Rock Your Bossitude can act as your trusted compass. So are you ready to rock your bossitude? Yeah, you are. Welcome back, everybody. So excited that you're here for another fabulous show of Rock Your Bossitude. Today, my guest is Beth carter beth how the heck are you i'm so much better now that i'm seeing your face Ah, uh, and for the listeners who can't see us we both rock a bright red both in our hair and on our lips it's a if you get a chance to see the promotion run out to social media it's worth it Ooh, we look fabulous whoa, whoa. mine is hot pink Tell me, Uh, is I'm so sorry. I misworded. I apologize. Seriously, 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 it looks (laughs) a little red from here, and I apologize because of the lighting. So okay, that must be it. Yeah, I misspoke. There's a little weird camera thing for our listeners. So yes, what I meant to say is as bright-ass people. How about that? That's just great. Yeah, there you go. We are, <laughs> we are some bold ladies. Bold. That's a, words we both hear often. And if it's okay, I'm going to tell everybody a little bit about you before we get started. Sure thing. So Beth Carter is the CEO behind BBA Bookkeeping. Beth's dedication shines in her commitment to excellence and fostering a team-centric environment, which I can't wait to talk about. Her mission, to be your business's backbone, propelling you towards success with her extensive bookkeeping and small business expertise. More than just numbers, Beth believes in transforming lives through business. Outside the office, you'll find her either poolside or cozied up with a business book away from New Hampshire's snowy winters. An avid organizer, proud mom to Brooke and Mario Speedwagon, her dog, Beth recently celebrated marrying her soulmate in the summer of 2023. Welcome to the show, Beth. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. I know. Me too. Because girl, when the two of us start talking business, we just have too much fun. I know, right? (laughs) Yes. We have a lot in common, you know, our business models are similar and, and we, I think we both go at the clients at that same space where they're, there's just transformation in the way that they're looking at stuff They kind of, they used to be that, oh my God, I got to do this all. I got to push, push, push. And now they're really trying to understand how to use the information that is available about their businesses so that they can better. Make the right decisions, make more money, get the right people on the team, grow, and really serve their clients. And so, Mm -hmm. I sometimes feel like you and I are talking the same talk, even though you have the bookkeeping and the money, Mm -hmm. and we have the hiring and the management. It's it's a beautiful combination. It is, and I, I,
1: it's it's funny. I'll, I'll give a little background to the listeners that we're so many people that we both know, had (laughs) told
0: us both, you two need to meet. Absolutely. Like stopped us in the road, kind of, oh my God, do you know each other? Yeah. And then the second we met, it was magic. Kismet. You know, imagine if it wasn't. Imagine if it was weird. We were like, what the hell? Why does everybody think I want to be hanging out with her? (laughs) What about her reminds me of people? You know, that's so funny because... When people do comparisons, okay, I promise listeners, we're going to get to the boss thing in a second. When people do comparisons, it always makes me nervous when people, uh, there's one person I get uh, com- compared to uh, with a fair amount of frequency and and it, and, it, and the way they say it is always just so sad. But uh, <laughs> they'll say, you know, not that you look like her, oh, but you sound just like, or you remind me of Melissa McCarthy, who is absolutely fucking brilliant and hilarious and the most gorgeous person out there. So I'm like, please bring that on. And I think they're just alluding to the way I, my, my humor, because I could never be as physically amazingly comedic as she is. But, but so when people compare you, you're like, okay, what is that comparison? Yeah. Being compared to you. That is very flattering, my friend. Love it. Very flattering. All right. so Let's get into this. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. So let's talk about being a boss. So before you were the boss, can you tell me about the best boss you ever had? Oh my goodness. I've had some really great bosses. Love it. Um,
1: I've had some really great bosses and I've also had some bosses that I learned what not to do. Absolutely. Um, I would say that the best boss was somebody who just freaking believed in me. Love it. Right. Was someone that was like, Beth, you can do anything. You can go anywhere. You're not going to stay here forever. Mm. I wish you would, but I am going to support you and mentor you and help you grow way beyond what you could ever be.
0: Right here, I love it.
1: I love that.
0: And do you remember, is that person, can you visualize them in your head, that person that you're thinking of? There's actually been a couple, believe it or not. Nice. So That's yes, great. I can, I can envision them. And, and are they a voice in your head as you're, as you're running your team? Do, do you ever be like, Oh, my, my person that really inspired me or really read into me thought this. So I'm going to keep that voice in my head and keep moving forward with that ideology.
1: I do, but it's really hard because I want my people to stay forever.
0: I know. but we know I don't want them to leave me. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, you know, and the truth is small business, oh, please, people do not run with what I'm about to say, but small business does have an opportunity to have longevity in some of the positions that you will create. Yeah. But let's be clear. People stay with you that are satisfied with the exact role that they have. What? What doesn't work as well for as long is the idea of a person that comes in at one position and they're continually able to be promoted into different levels of responsibility, even tasks or complete departments, right, shifting from, say, bookkeeping to operations to sales Mm -hmm. or something that people with good intentions, bosses with good intentions will say, Oh my gosh, I love you, Beth. I need, I want to be able to pay you more. Can you try to do this over here? Can you try to do that over there? And, and that doesn't serve the company or them usually.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. I say, well, I don't want them to leave me because of course I don't, but the reality is um, I have, I have one woman who, is now working for me on a contract basis. Love it. When she first came to work for me a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, it was just for a temporary project. Mm -hmm. And we kind of fell in love with each other. Mm -hmm. And she stayed on for three years, knowing that she was going to be starting her own business. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And typically right. I'm not wanting to hire somebody who wants to start their own business because I am looking for somebody who is all in on being as an employee. Right. Right. But I knew ahead of time. Right. And so I I was able to build this relationship in a sort of mentor way. Yeah. Where when she was ready to go
0: on her own, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't taken aback you Mm -hmm. know, I think that's the hardest part. You didn't feel like they hid anything from you, right? Right. That's what allowed it. You had that transparency between the two of you. Yeah. And you
1: know what? We ended up giving her about
0: 30% of our clients. Isn't that that interesting? Because your business aged to a certain level that you were like, you know what? I can give this. So the biggest fear that most people have of hiring business owners, which again, caveat, I don't recommend it in most cases, but we Mm -hmm. would talk more about that. is that you're going to steal my clients? You're going to take my yep. intellectual property. And instead you embrace this opportunity, knowing that you had the potential for two to three good years of somebody doing a kick-ass job. Right. Right. Absolutely. And
1: she knew that, you know, she's just, she's a good person. Yeah. Period. Right. Intrinsically, she's a good person. Yeah. But she also knew that maintaining this, good relationship with me was going to be a great move for her yeah yeah right so she was more motivated to do a great job as well fantastic um, right and so i refer clients to her left and right now she can ask me whatever she wants you know she does some project work for us still and and so yeah to go back to that statement of but i don't want them to leave me the reality is they will
0: And what kind of relationship is that going to be? Yeah. You know, can I ask? So I think that where most people would be with that, with that idea is, so she came in very quickly. And during your interview process, you were able to identify that the goal is to build a business. Mm -hmm. And so. At the beginning, you weren't like when you're ready to go. I'm going to give you clients. That was not on Mm-mm. the table, right? Never. That was something that was earned through the way they did their work and the trust and the timing of when they were ready for their exit happened to coincide with the timing that you were looking to maybe give a certain type of client to the, you know, off of your own list, right? 100% you would hundred percent, Omar. Okay. So, so how did you get to that point, right? Like, how did you get over that? Uh, but if I teach her everything, what if she stabs me in the back? What if she steals from me? How did you step into that place of faith and trust that lets you go? I'm going to take a chance. And, and what, what practices did you put in play to feel like you were still in control of what they, she was doing when she first started? Do you understand what I'm asking? Yeah. How did you yeah. mitigate I mean, the risk?
1: Sure. I mean, there's, there's an element of just Trust. That you know that risk of trusting someone. Um, as a bookkeeper, I'm traditionally pretty risk averse. Um, though I love gambling. <laughs>
0: Different um, topic. Not with your business
1: money.
0: Not with your business <laughs> not money. Not
1: with my business money. No, 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 not at all. No, no. Um, not with my emotions.
0: Um, oh yeah, yeah.
1: But there's there's definitely you know I'm I'm a trusting person. Um, and I sort of, um, lead with trust until you break it. Um, yeah. and you know, of course there's the legal stuff and there's the documentation, but I mean, we all know how well that stuff stands up in court anyway. And yeah, so, right? worth the, know, right? or, you know, non-compete or, or whatever yeah. it is, but there is, doc- there is, is paper yeah. information in the paperwork that they sign that says that they can't, you know, steal our clients
0: basically. So you did. So, so from the get go, you had the right documents that mm-hmm. mitigated that risk. And then you allowed the relationship to evolve to a point that you were like, you know what? I trust this person so much that it could work as a complementary instead of competitive situation.
1: Absolutely. And, and to be totally uh, transparent, I am
0: getting um, a
1: kickback for the first year.
0: Fantastic. I love that. There's value in the book and the reputation that you've created. Absolutely. That's fantastic, right? That's you. And it's great for her. Exactly.
1: Um, So, yeah, I think it's just, it's a great situation all around. And I wouldn't say it happens every day, but when it does happen, I think it's one of those things that, you know, you just kind of grab onto and say, wait, this, this isn't traditional, but this just, this works. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I do like hearing. You know the thing. The thing that you said there was. Look, let's be clear. I was trying to be helpful and nice, and yet I understood the value of this training and these clients that I'm giving. I, I oftentimes meet with bosses, and they're they want to just give, and they don't. They're not valuing mm-hmm. that training and that knowledge and that wisdom transfer in a way that keeps that person appreciative of that value right there's something to the idea of what you pay for is more valuable and and knowing that not just that she has a financial obligation to you for these clients that she's trans you've transferred over this book of, uh, of of sales client customers but also that she is valuing it she's working hard she's earning these clients she's earning the the trust of your relationship and so this is you know beth this is such a rare and and fantastic opportunity It's, I think, what people ideally believe will happen when they meet that person. They're like, they're just like me and they're going to be my number two and we're going to be together forever and golden matching watches. (laughs) But that's not real. That's, I mean, you, this is a beautiful, and again, it was that transparency. So let me ask a little further down how did you stay connected? What did you do? to know that the timing was coming? Did you, during your one-on-ones, did you just go, okay, where are we at with capacity? What is your plan? You know, what's yeah, we were just it annually? Or how did you stay in front of the idea that this moment's coming and you don't know when it's going to come, but you want to be included in that uh, information? Yeah, stuff? so we, we
1: I am hugely communicative with my team. Love it. Um, however much I'm trying to sort of myth myself out <laughs> yeah. I am still very connected with them as individuals, as yeah. humans, right? Yeah. And what they want, where they are, what they're doing and where they're going. So with, with this situation, we would just, we would talk about it regularly. Um, I knew for her that her personal goal was to get her CPA designation before nice. she went out before she started her business. And then I knew when she was taking the exam. And then I knew when she passed the exam. Right. And so sort of all these steps toward the, the, her eventually leaving. Yeah. I was aware of. And so I was able to have her train her replacement.
0: So lovely.
1: In right. those months leading up to when she was going to leave. Yep. And now she's still on as a consultant for those clients that she was working on, but just not, you know,
0: doing managing them every day. Fantastic. Beth, I mean, that is such a, a dream situation. And the thing you did so well there were uh, allowing for the transparency from get go, like just saying, okay, if I could get 18 months of great work from this person, and then they left is that enough for me? I would tell you small business should say, heck yeah. If you've got somebody who's going to really deliver, yes, get them in, get them started, get them delivering now. That And get them training someone else. Get them, get the process together, right? Get them, get them to,
1: to provide as much value to your business as
0: they are to the client work that they're that they uh, I love that distinction, right? Especially for those that are just starting to build or really, you know, they've they started bringing on more team, the opportunity to utilize the people to create the, at least draft the procedure manuals and the, you know, the way the process is that step-by-step that is the, that is one of the easiest things to do to really start your real true value adding documentation, right? That we think the documentation is just a thing and I don't want to do it, but that's where the money is. People, if you're ever Mm -hmm. planning to sell, if you're ever planning to get people to invest in your company, it one, they want to see that you have somebody besides you or else that business is not valuable because you singularly could be taken out of pocket a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. but your team that can run without you and has documentation behind it so somebody could step in and make it happen, tell them about the money. I mean, that's value, right, Beth? Yeah, absolutely. It's worth yeah. every
1: every cent. It's, you know, Mike McAllowitz talks about it in Clockwork. And yeah. Yeah. that is one of my favorite books of all time.
0: Great book, great book.
1: And, you know, the the ability for anybody to pick up where somebody else left off on any given day at any given moment, you know, that stuff has to be built out in the first place.
0: 100%. Someone has to do it. Yep.
1: So yeah. and, yeah. You know,
0: and it, the 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 thing that I hear most often from people that are butting up against utilizing their team for that is one, they either have that complex that I have to do it first. Once I build this procedure, then I can let somebody take over. Once I've designed this process, then I can bring some in some help. And that's, you know, to my thinking a little backwards and it really limits, you know, the opportunity. But the second piece that they'll fight back on when I'm speaking with them and I'm recommending these things is, oh, but if I, but I have, if I have them working on admin work, if I have them working for my company, then I don't have billable hours for them. And I want to recommend people, right? So do you, do you have an allotment of admin hours that you give your team for meetings and emails and the operate, the business side of what they have to do? How do you handle that? Yeah. So it's interesting. We've recently
1: changed, um, you know, a little bit about our changes. So we traditionally have paid the bookkeepers hourly, Mm -hmm. um, and then, and they, they log their admin time. Yep. Um, there's never been a time where we looked at that and said, Oh, that's egregious, you know? Yeah we're not paying you that or, or something yeah. like that. Right. Like it's, I think, and again, it's trust. It's, it's hiring adults. It's hiring people who, you know, are respectful of, of what they're doing. Absolutely. Um, and also understanding yourself as the business owner, that wow. there is a lot of admin time that goes in, that goes into there stuff. Is. Right. It's like yeah. when you, you know, if you picture yourself back in the day when you had a job where you would walk in, you would clock in. Right. I remember before you had your computer clock in, you would clock in on the wall and I would feel guilty walking from the clock into the computer and being like, I got to hurry up and log in. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But then I would inevitably get into a conversation with so-and-so and and then we would have a meeting and then there would be a phone meeting and then this would happen. And like, think of all the things that happened in a day when you were in an office. Absolutely, and so to take that away from people just because they're remote is just not fair.
0: Well, and so, I'll tell you the the big problem with it is you know the reason that loyalty and uh, tenure is such an issue for remote positions is because business owners fight so hard. Uh, against themselves by trying to get every minute billable instead of managing to, you know what? I need these five client books to be done by the 10th every month. I need you to have them done, you know, by the 10th, we'll review them by the 12th and then they're sent to the clients on the 15th. Right. This is our process and managing early enough to catch it. If they're not going to get there to the 10th, right. You can, you can create the process, but to your point, you know, if you can hire people that know what they're doing, that trust comes faster and it's easier to let them be adults. Like you said, you know, hiring an adult and somebody who understands the professionalism. That's just about knowing what you're looking for when you're trying to bring in the right person. For We're, sure. Yeah. So yeah. we
1: had played around with, with saying, you know what, don't log your admin time. We're just going to pay you 10% over whatever it is that you're working every day. The more we thought about it, the more we determined that salary was the best way to go.
0: I love it. Tell me why you decided that. All of our
1: staff. Okay. They're all moving over to salary as of 2024. Exciting. I'm both scared to death and super excited. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it, it further, it further, uh, confirms the
0: adultness of the staff. (laughs) Yeah, right? right. Like I'm gonna have, I'm gonna, you're gonna have this consistent dollar amount from this company, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. we're gonna be there. So if you need to take your, you know, two-hour doctor appointment that day, I trust that you're gonna find those two hours and make it up to us. I'm not, Absolutely. I don't need to keep track of every second of every day, right? Absolutely. And if, and and I, I'm a huge
1: time off encourager. So I like that. Yeah. I want you to take an hour in the middle of the day and go take a nap. I want you to, you know, to do these things. As long as you're getting your work done, I don't care when it's done, right? But now you don't have to clock every single thing that you're doing. Just you have your list, you have your to-do items, you know what your deliverables are,
0: Mm -hmm. get them done. Yeah. And and are you still going to track the ad, see, now I can't help the consulting in me wants to come out, but are you still <laughs> going to track your admin? She says, Hopefully, we're not, and that's fine. Um, be you know, as you're because I know you're growing your company, you're not shrinking okay. it, so we will be bringing in different people and you'll have people new in leadership roles. So that kind of information helps you understand who is best able to, you know complete their work at like a senior level versus a junior level, as well as helps you understand uh, when you need what we call hiring triggers, boss actions, I call them hiring triggers. Mm -hmm. And that's for every time we get to this many hours, or they're capped, and they're not getting their admin, I know it's time to start looking for this hire or that hire. So
1: so we actually part of our pricing, part of our pricing is based around how long something should take. So we don't bill hourly, but we have an idea, Yeah. right? So we have, we know what each bookkeeper's, you know, client list looks like and how many hours it should take them in a month. Yeah. So the idea is until you're at capacity, all of your work needs to be done and be done on time. And that's it. If you do it faster,
0: good for you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, okay, good. That's where I think salary, I, is, I agree with that, right? I, I don't, I really don't want to know when, you know, this, pro- hey, Talmar, this project's done and I did it this way and I did it this time and I did it blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, I see the result. I know the results there the sausage, I don't need to know how it's made, right? Like, I do know, because I train them, or, you yeah. know, I know what the process is. But I, I don't necessarily, you know, outside of the management side of listening to people and feel, letting them feel valued, and acknowledging the work that they put in there, I just don't need that check in every second. So it is, it's is, it's a shift that, that you're doing to managing to the uh results as opposed to the time and it's a it's a great yeah. mindset shift and just going look my clients are happy so of course i'm going to pay them why What do i well, care right. right and i think that
1: it's also going to give them a little bit more buy in yes. to the company it should let me phrase that it should yes it should right yeah, yeah and and i think i mean i have an amazing group of staff yeah um anyway But I think that, you know, they felt, they always felt crunched when I said, you've got three hours a month to do this client, five hours to do this client. It sounds so finite, right? Right. And some months it might take a little more because something extra happened and some months it might take a little less and, you know, that's fine. But now they can take ownership over that. Yeah. And they can say, at some point, they might say to me, hey, look, I know this is supposed to take about three hours. Every month, I'm consistently taking five, like either help me become more efficient or maybe this client's scope of work needs to bar. change. Yeah, yep, yep. And asking them to do that before was very, very difficult because they, they sort of, they wouldn't. Yeah, And now they kind of need to because they're taking ownership over their time over what needs to be done for themselves. So they are going to be more likely to come and say, hey, can I get more training on this type of thing? Or this client just added three bank accounts and four loans. So it's (laughs) going to take longer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love it. That's so exciting. And thank you for sharing so transparently exactly how you're going down that. It's a I think it's going to be really helpful for our listeners to understand and hear the actual modeling of the idea of shifting your employees to salary. Now, not every, just for our listeners' case, not every position is eligible to be a salary. It's not in your best interest to do everything as salary. And salary does not mean that you get to work them 96 hours and pay them for 40. Be very understanding, listeners, before you decide if a position is salary and dependent upon your state. There's a lot of different things in the way that you can pay uh, time off. It's it's a different world. And of course, if you have more questions, give Boss Actions a call. But let's get back to Beth. So thanks for that's So it was such a good conversation. I appreciate you sharing that. So sure. let's go back to when you first started being a boss. What do you wish you'd known before you actually recognize, oh crap, I am a boss. Um, Tamar, I've been a boss since I was 21 years old. Love that. Yes. And no, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Age has nothing to do with it. Nobody does. The first time they're a boss. I mean, I, I wish I would, I'm trying to change it as fast as I can, but that's not unusual. So tell me about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was, it was the, um, it wasn't that I had leadership skills, Yep. It was that I was really good at being the technician. Oh, yep, yep. That's which we see so often, right? Someone's a good technician, so there you go, boom, bounce them up to yep, uh, to management. Yep. Um, and I was, I was terrible. I had never read a book <laughs> on leadership. I had never like, I, I was, I hadn't, I didn't even have enough experience having bosses.
0: Yeah. At that time,
1: yeah, a yeah, valid point right? To either emulate right. or, or do the opposite. Um.
0: So, you know, I look back now and I'm a little mortified. Oh, don't. You were young and learning and people, you know, they didn't give you the structures around it. So that's the thing. Know. But, so what's, the, what is the thing like of all the lessons you've learned, if some 21 year old Beth came up to you and said, I'm going to be a boss now, what do you think they would need to know? Oh boy. I would say, um, humility. <laughs> oh, I love that. I think that's very significant. I love that. Tell me what that means to you. I, I think
1: knowing, knowing that you're not perfect. Amen. It's also really, it's, I think that's hard for everybody. We can sit here and we can say, of course I'm not perfect, but like there's a little bit of you that kind of thinks you're perfect.
0: Well, I'm certainly good at what I do. Yes.
1: Yes. (laughs) And and to know that there's space for improvement. And I think also if we're looking back on our twenties, we all think it's like looking at like look at your, you know, teenage child who thinks they know everything and they're never gonna learn anything for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm, Right. When you're in your twenties, you think you know everything and you are just raring to go with all your, you know, quote unquote knowledge. Yeah. Um But just to understand and accept that it's a learning process. And and I think this goes for, for any entrepreneur as well. You know, yeah. once you walk into it, it's going to change. You're going to learn every single day. I learn every single day something new about bookkeeping, something new about leadership, management, entrepreneurship, like everything. When yeah. I was 23, I would not have been able to tell you that.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, I... I, I... I, I totally understand what you're saying, and that we're very, we were young and we were n- not knowledgeable. So the humility of being willing to learn yes. is the thing that you think would, and, and you would not be the first person that's told me humility is the thing they wish really? they'd have had sooner, right? So walking into the yeah. room, going, okay, I might not know more than everybody in this room, right,
1: right, and and I think. I'm just, I'm a big learner. I'm, I'm huge on learning. Like every morning when I eat my breakfast, I'm watching a YouTube video or I'm reading an article or I'm listening to a podcast. Um, anytime I have that sort of downtime where I can just listen or watch, yeah, I'm absorbing and I'm not, you know, okay. Late at night, I'm scrolling TikTok. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. You're allowed. You're allowed. The rest of the time it's, it's like, I'm looking up, okay, right now leadership is my thing. Or yeah. teaching somebody else leadership. How do mm-hmm. I teach them? Like whatever it is that I'm sort of focused in on needing to learn more about. Mm. I'm so, I'm like a sponge for that stuff. I love and it. These things are going to change week to week. Like my, as an entrepreneur, as a boss, the things that I need and the things that I need to get better at are going to change yeah. every week. And so just being open to that.
0: I love it. That's fantastic. And and I think that's really good. It it makes me want to go deeper on that if if you're open to it. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. So so if I can be so bold as to make assumptions, because, you know, I make an ass out of myself all the time. Why stop now? Um, What I heard you say was when you were young, you believed you had the answers. Mm -hmm. Was there what happened in your boss career, if you will? Where you got kind of shut down, smacked in the face, held accountable in a way that you're like, okay, I really have to trust that the person across from me who I'm officially in charge of knows more than me. Was there a, a certain thing or or was there so, some realization? There was there was definitely a thing. Um,
1: it's funny that you brought this up. Um, I just felt like you'd be transparent. It's totally okay if you don't want to do it, but I felt like you would no, be willing to share t- so interestingly enough, it's about my ops manager, Kate. Oh okay, and I good. can say her name, I can say this, it's all totally fine. Good, good, good. So I hired Kate like fifteen or sixteen years ago at a job where I was the boss or a boss. Yeah. yeah. And um Kate was the best employee I had ever had. She was amazing. She finished my sentences. She was smarter than me, which that as a boss, you always, you know, it's always I good to have smarter really than did. you. People
0: are afraid of it, but it's the best.
1: Yeah. Um. She was just phenomenal. I wanted fifteen of her. Yeah. Um. She very quickly grew out of the department that I was running, mm. and. She knew me well enough to know that if she had talked to me about it, I would have taken it personally. Yeah. So she actually, at the time, went over my head, which I was very upset about then, but now yep. I laugh looking back on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, To say that she wanted to switch departments, not because of me, not because of, of anything with our relationship, but yeah, because just she saw herself growing. And the only way to grow in our department was to be me. And I wasn't yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. So I was devastated. I yeah. absolutely took it personally. I was mad. I was like all the feels. Yeah. Right. And why this did person she had tell me? me. why did she cut me out? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Why would she leave my department? Like, am I? And then it's like, yeah. well, am I a bad boss? Am I a bad boss? you know, whatever, and all yeah. all the things go through your head. Um, well, cut to 15 years later, you know, I already told you, she now works for me again. Um, yeah. She's my, my right hand. She's my ops manager. She runs the show here. Yeah. Um, because, so I look back on the way that I reacted
0: mm-hmm.
1: at the time. And I'm so embarrassed that oh. I didn't encourage her to grow, that I didn't mm. support her through the changes that she wanted to make for herself within the company.
0: Yeah. So yeah. the me
1: now would have reacted is- very like a, I would have been
0: approachable. Yeah. Right. She that's could the, have come to me. That's a big
1: shift. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. So I think that, yes, that was a major, major thing that I then. It didn't take me 15 years to figure out I was in the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It was a long time ago. And it's just been that thing that just sat
0: on me like, God, that was just, that was just yucky. But no one had taught me how to handle that situation. No. Yeah. And, and uh, unfortunately for so many, uh, society and corporations really try to present, a boss to say, look, this is all on you and you have to figure it out and you have to do this and you, 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 you. So somebody without that experience or that support system doesn't know that you can go to a person and say, hey, I know that there's more beyond this and this deliverable, right? So, uh, you know, especially a young person, they don't have that foresight yet. They don't have that, like to your point, experience professionally. They don't understand that, you know, life is long and career opportunities change and shift. And, and uh, you know, it's not about keeping this person stuck here so that you can get the result you want. It's about getting the result we need. And is this the right person for the job? And maybe they are today but maybe they won't be in 18 months. Maybe they right. need to go somewhere else. So it's about right. learning that the boss is about delivering results, not about keeping people in that space. And you know, it's such a great lesson that you share, Beth, because I know a lot of business owners out there that are listening right now, they really believe if I lost employee X, I would be screwed. And what I would tell you is, Instead, find out what employee X really wants to do next, mm-hmm. embrace it, and your business will be better for it. Not just in what they deliver, but in how you'll start to set up your business mm-hmm. to be okay without them, right?
1: Exactly. The same way that we we work to set it up to be okay without us.
0: Yep. We need it to be that way with our so-called key employees. Yeah. The second in command. That's what we call it. Yeah. I love such a great, such a great, um, topic. And, and, and again, I, you know, girl, let that go. I totally understand hearing <laughs> the angst from the bad boss days. Cause I didn't start perfect. That's for sure. And, yeah. uh, I, I see, uh, how far you've come and exactly how you are with your team and, the loyalty that they have and the joy that you have working with them. That's so transparent. Um, And that's where we want everybody, you know, listening out there. You can be a a boss. You can inspire people. You can let people go and your business will be better for it. You will scale and be more profitable and you'll love the people you work with because great people know that they're not going to be stuck into like a box. Instead, Mm -hmm. they're going to be appreciated for what they give in those moments. And that's mm-hmm. a really hard shift for people. But thank you for sharing that. So, I, you know, I know we totally did not go all our total script, but it was such a good conversation. <laughs> so we're actually at the end of our time already, Beth. I knew this would happen because of course, you're just so good at this stuff. So oh. let me just ask <clears throat> if somebody wanted to connect with you and better understand your company, uh, what's the best way for them to to our listeners to find you? Sure. So
1: I would say um, the top place that I'm hanging out on social media these days is on Instagram at um thebadass.bookkeeper.
0: The badass.
1: Um, or you can check out uh, my main website, which is bbabookkeeping.com.
0: Fantastic. Beth, thank you so much for this amazing conversation. I know it's going to be something that's going to be very appreciated and we will point people to it for many years to come. Um, Thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you, Tamar. I appreciate you. And to all our fabulous listeners out there, if you heard something that you liked on this show, please share it with your favorite business owner friends. I promise you, they will thank you. Thank you for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you on our next show, Boss On. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. If this episode helped you, be sure to share it with a friend or another business owner that you think would benefit from listening to this podcast. Share this episode and any questions on social media with the hashtag #RockYourBossitudePodcast, Podcast and let us know what you want us to be talking about. Until next time, remember, you've got what it takes to be an amazing boss. Boss on!